Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports. This is Trevor, and for this episode of Tea Time, we're actually going to be talking about the semifinals of the Champions League and obviously brushing up on some of the earlier games and earlier stages, and then we'll be previewing the finals, um, but that, that'll be its own episode, of course, when the finals are done. But I got Brady, Caden, and Brandon back here again. Thank you guys for uh, jumping on and you know yeah, sharing your thoughts on, on this. I know you guys are big uh, soccer yes, guys, so... Caden, I'll let you go ahead and just take it away. Yeah, so this episode we'll probably do a little rough brush up of just the semifinals, and then once the finals actually happens, we'll do a whole review of just the Champions League in its entirety. And just, uh, just I wanted to throw this out there. If you hear any nature sounds in the background, I apologize. We're in the patio, kind of chill vibes, so hopefully you guys enjoy that. Just wanted to say that, but Caden, continue. So just to start it off, the first two games of the semifinal were Real Madrid versus Man City, and AC Milan versus Inter Milan. You know, starting off with, you know, four massive, you know, big names just in soccer in general. AC Milan and Inter Milan, just a, a big rivalry throughout their entire, just entire lifespan of both clubs, and playing at the exact same stadium, being from the exact same city. Used to be a joint club at one point, and then broke up due to uh, uh, actual heritage, is- heritage issues, which is pretty crazy. And the other, the other match, Real Madrid versus Man City, just absolutely, you know, soccer or, or football royalty, just in one match, summed up in one match. You have two of the best clubs to ever play. Also two of the greatest coaches exactly. of all time. Pep Guardiola versus Carlo Ancelotti. Brandon, what did you think about these two semifinals? Honestly, I don't think we could have been in for more of a treat with both of them. Mm, um, honestly, I feel like the Milan Derby... Didn't really live up to the hype in a yeah, way. Yeah. I wish I would have seen more, especially from AC Milan, which I know you probably feel the same way, yeah, being a supporter of them. Um, but still, in its own, it was it was still it was a beautiful thing. It was poetic seeing the two of them, these two Italian giants, the history behind them, mm-hmm. especially on a stage like this, a semifinal of the Champions League to have a chance to go to the final of the Champions exactly. League, you know. Um, but, you know, it was just pure class by Inter, man. And especially in the first leg, they got out to a quick 2-0 lead in the first 10 minutes. And from there, I just think that... That was crazy. With And they showed it throughout the whole tournament, too, so far. Just They were able to just kind of park the bus and just play defensively. And AC Milan just wasn't able to do anything and generate everything, bro. And it carried on in the second leg, too, you know. And it's just Milan, Inter Milan just sort of did what they've been doing throughout the whole tournament so far, man. And they get up, and it's, yeah. hard, to, it's hard to come back on them, man. And a big hit to the, especially the first leg of this semifinals, especially to AC Milan, was the loss of Rafael Leao. Mm. He's a big goal scorer. He's a playmaker, shot creator. He's you know when he's on the field and he's playing at his best, he's pretty much he's our entire team at at some points. Casey too. He's oh my god. He he surfs past defenders like no other player to play right now. And the absence of him in that first leg, you could definitely see our attacking play was was lacking like slower was was lacking mm. so they, they, predominantly they couldn't get up the, the field as fast mm. enough and I mean, just seeing that masterclass performance from Eden Jekko and I, I'm going to butcher the other guy's name I'm not even going to try to say it but Mkhitaryan yeah Mkhitaryan mm. they're both subs former Dortmund player yeah, they're both and subs. Arsenal player mm. mm-hmm. they, they were both subs for Inter but Simone and Jadi thought to just put them in this game, and they both scored within the first 10 minutes. Impact, wow. man. That's just, and that, that's what comes down to coaching, you did, know? It did. Pioli needs to, Stefano Pioli needs to get out of there, bro. I, I, I really wish we could pick up someone like Antonio Conte, you know, or, yeah, I know we're not going to land him, but Julian Nagelsmann would be mm. really nice. So where do you feel like the, what's next for AC now? AC, uh, we need to revitalize our attack. We need a new striker. 
and just, uh, Olivier Giroud, I love him. I think he's one of the most underrated players you know, of this generation. But right now, just the form that he's in, it hasn't. It just hasn't been up to the Serie A standards that it needs uh, to be. I right don't now. think it's been. I don't. I think he's gone downhill since the mm-hmm. World Cup. Personally. Really, yeah, yeah. He almost won Golden Boot in the World Cup, and he had the second most goals in the World Cup behind Mbappe. And both both players being on France, that says wonders for how good that attacking play really was. And you know, right now, I think the the next big step is to revitalize the midfield. We lost mm-hmm. Brahim Diaz. You know, we're gonna lose you know Ishmael Benacer for up to four to six months because of his knee injury, and it's just not looking too good for the core of the team. You know what I mean? Because you think about the core of the team. Of, what really makes you know what, what's really the oil in the cogs? It's the midfield. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It keeps the ga- it keeps the game running, keeps the game with pace, keeps your team to win. If you don't have if you don't dominate midfield, you're probably not going to win the game. I feel like that goes with their history too. You know, having players like Kaká and Ronaldinho mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, so yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And especially with Giroud, I just don't. He's he's always going to be what he is, and we know what he is. But he's not going to be that guy on his own, exactly. you know. He, he's never really been that guy on his own. Maybe once or twice when he was with Arsenal, he showed a little bit of something. Even with Chelsea. I, yeah, he was, I think he was better on Chelsea. I do too. Um, but even like you said, he's just always been underrated mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Exactly. No one really gives him his credit, especially in his younger years. But right now, it's kind of deserved. I don't really think he deserves a lot of credit, mm-hmm. especially just what he does in the biggest stages of Serie A and just European football in general. It's just not looking very good for him right now. Especially on his career. Yeah, for sure. Um, then, yeah, so going on to the, the other matchup with Real Madrid and Man City, just two giants. I mean, especially in today's football, Real Madrid's always just been a household name. Lately, Man City's just been kind of up there trying to compete with them, you know, and they've kind of exercised their demons, especially with this mm-hmm. matchup, you know, because last year they got knocked out by Real Madrid and um, they had that finals loss to. Wait, was it last year in the finals they lost to Real Madrid or? Because um, I know Real Madrid's knocked them out, but I've, they've also made it to the Champions League final and they lost as well. Who did Real Madrid win against last year? I forget. It might have been me. I don't know, but regardless, they've been there, and that's always been like the thing about them, just not being able to get over that hump, mm-hmm. you know? And just exactly. especially um, just that, not even with them, but just those London or those England clubs in general. Because even, I mean, Chelsea just won it um, a couple years ago, but before then, it's been a while since we've had a Premier League champion in the UCL. And, and, yeah, and you you see often like clubs like Man City being referred to as quote unquote plastic clubs just because they don't really have the hardware and the metal mm-hmm. that you know other very critically acclaimed clubs like you know, Real Madrid have. And Real Madrid has won like sixteen Champions Leagues, something, mm-hmm. something crazy like that. Something that we might not ever see like get tops. No, yeah. no, I don't think anyone will take the cake over Real Madrid. They are the kings of European football. But yeah, it was still. Honestly, like that, that that draw definitely lived up to its hype. It really um, did. Especially the sniper from from uh, from De Bruyne in, in the first in, leg. Yeah, I think that was yeah. a very even showing, right? There. It yes. was. The first leg was very even, and they they did a great job of shutting down the man in front, the danger man, uh, Erling Holland. He just yeah with 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 Rudiger at center back, it, it just felt like he had the the physicality to really keep up with Holland that not a lot of center backs have. You know, Rudiger's. You know, almost the same size as Holland. That's that's very you know surprising to even say that. Not a lot of people are the same size as Holland, especially not center back. I mean, that that is crazy to think about. Yeah. You know, center backs not being the same size as a striker. 
Well, even uh, even Alaba in the first leg, he had a couple of nice plays he on did. Holland where I think it was a difference between a goal or not, him mm-hmm. being able to get his foot in there. Exactly. And but that I think that also just goes to show like the depth of Man City and just sort of how much Holland might overshadow the rest exactly. of the talent on that team because he didn't score a goal in this draw yeah. against Real Madrid and they still I mean the one one draw that was a very evenly matched game, but then the second leg, what, four one? They just and mm-hmm. Holland didn't yeah. single one of them. I mean, Holland didn't score a goal this entire same time. No, and it just showed that they can do it without him, even though they've primarily got here with him and yeah. his contribution. And, yeah, I saw something, I'm pretty sure it was by Jose Mourinho, talking about how when Julian Alvarez is starting striker over Erling Holland, he almost seems like Julian Alvarez runs the team better. Because I feel like when they're on the pitch with Holland, it's you know because of the expectations that he has set, not only for himself, but for Man City as a whole, that... It's if you give him the ball, he's going to score. And I feel like, you know, it's very urgent just to give the ball to Holland, give the ball to Holland. But when you have Julian Alvarez in, you know, you have a great striker in Julian Alvarez. Not as physical, not as, you know, definitely not as good mm-hmm. as Erling Holland. He's but he's a, smaller. He's still. a team player, though. Yeah. He's a, I think he's he a is. better team player just because it evens out the talent almost. Do you know what I mean? Like, it kind of, the, they work better with him. They have more chemistry with mm-hmm. Julian Alvarez. I'm more explosive. It's not even more explosive. It's just you get to see more of the other team better because when mm-hmm. Holland's on the field, it's always give the ball to Holland, give the ball to Holland when they're attacking. Understandably so, you know but still, mean? yeah. Because they feed him the ball, and if he's not in, they actually spread it out exactly. and play exactly. like a traditional football mm-hmm. club would. Because I mean, when you have that kind of star, you're going to feed him. Mm-hmm. You know, the young Zlatan, Messi, exactly. Ronaldo. You're Holland's gonna... kind of ascending. Uh, yeah, more yeah, obviously, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's already massively well known, but I feel like the more and more I, I look up soccer and the more and more like we talk about it, I just feel like this guy's name is just getting more and more like oh, bigger and he's just so good. And I've been blessed because being a Dortmund fan, I've been able to sort of see this from the start before mm. anybody even really knew. Who so you he kind was. of knew like when he was yeah. younger, like, and I remember and like I was telling you guys before, like I never really had any like soccer like friends or people around to like talk soccer with. Yeah. Yeah. So like I would just post on stories like Y'all, y'all watch yeah. Holland. Y'all just keep an eye out for him. But just trying to tell people. But then seeing it now, it's just like, I'm not yeah. surprised. But he's been doing this ever since he was at Dortmund. I mean, oh yeah, his was... Champions League, league debut against Dortmund. He had, I think, what, four or five goals? Something crazy like that. Yeah. Right? What's, he's like, he has a goal record right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he scored the most goals in Premier League history. In his first season, season in the Premier League. <laughs> first season in the Premier League. Just broke the season. Yeah. At will. And is a lot he, of it... Is he going to be the Kawhi Leonard of... Soccer over there, you know, go insane, just be that robot, that machine that's just Could like yes and no. Yes, as far as like on the field, but off the field, their personalities are yeah, a lot different. No. So he's, I meant like I meant as a as an athlete. Oh you yeah, know what I'm saying like he's a just star, there, yeah. and if whatever team he's on, he's gonna make it. Fucking he's just good. A, yeah, he's just a robot, like you said. Not right? not in a negative way. Yeah, like yeah, he's for just sure, so mechanically in tune to like his craft. Like mm-hmm. he, I mean, I don't, like when we were watching the semifinal, like leg one and leg two, like. He did make a couple mistakes, and like obviously, if I was out there, or any of us were out there, yeah. I mean, the expectations yeah. that we set for some of these guys are insane. But they're also world class. They are, players. and they make a hell of a lot of money. And I was surprised I didn't get to see him score in the semifinal. But at the same time, you guys kind of set it perfectly. <laughs> they were they were spreading the ball around, and they were making other things mm-hmm. work for him. And they scored two goals in the first ten minutes and in that one. Uh, I feel like honestly, if you're Man City, no, that was Inter. That was Inter. If you're oh, Man City, me. you want your team playing like that. You, you want 
the defense attracted to Holland and getting pulled in by Holland so other guys like Bernardo Silva can come out and so guys like Bernardo Silva can come out and actually show off their skills. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bernardo Silva, talking about Bernardo Silva, talking about the uh, the second leg of the semifinal, two goals for Bernardo Silva to start off the scoring. And it was a, a beautiful crosser straight into the back of the net. And then it was another beautiful in-ball and straight into the middle of the box and then headed home by, by Bernardo Silva. Who, who was the goaltender that was making those crazy saves? Last oh. name M. Mike Mignon. I mean, like, yeah, he was, Mike Mignon. he was going crazy, he's, bro. He he to to, me, Milan, yeah, to yeah. me, he's the best goalie in the world right now just because you know, what he's done for France and what he's done for AC Milan, just period. No one makes the saves that he makes, and when he's in, you can just see the complete difference because you know, during the World Cup, he was injured, and I feel like if he played for France, they would have won the World Cup final without a doubt. That's just my opinion. Hugo Lloris is not the best goalkeeper in the world. Not at all. Yeah, he's sort of seen his glory exactly. days. Exactly. <laughs> seen his glory days come and go. Right yeah. now, he deserves to be a backup. He doesn't even deserve to be in the Premier League. But uh, talking about Mike Young, it's it's crazy what he has done for, for AC Milan. He, he broke his leg, and during that time when he was hurt, AC Milan was not the same at all. Like We were completely... Late, like mid table. I know. You know I know. He got scored on. He got scored on twice in ten minutes, right? Mm-hmm. I, he would in the second. That was the first leg, correct? For those, yes. yeah. The yeah. second leg. I, I will say this. He was making some really nice saves. Like yeah. I remember actually being like, "Yo, holy crap!" This yeah, guy's and really good. Especially in the first leg. I think it was Barella, his first goal. There wasn't much anybody was gonna do about that. Yeah. The way. Yeah. He, I forget who was marking him, but he sort of like bended his leg and his body and the shot around the dude that was marking him, and there was. Oh, no, you're talking about uh, Eden Jekyll. Well, he, he yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was that was an un, an unblockable shot. Yeah, 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 it was right at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Barella did score in both games, though. That no, Barella didn't score the first game. Really? Yeah, Mkhitaryan, Mkhitaryan, and um, and Eden Jekyll. Scored in the first game, and okay, then okay, yeah, right. I'm getting scored in the second game. But yeah, it was Jekyll's goal. That mm-hmm. nobody was saving that. I think that was on. Uh, there's the some. Other... There's some shots that are just like. Yeah, you can't. You can't say it's not even the goalie's fault. Just a breakdown. I do want to call. A, I do want to give a shout out to um, Onana on. Yeah, he's, he, he, Onana was playing, was he was playing. He was playing. He has the most really saves good. in the tournament right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean that's really? another reason why Inter is so successful. Their defense is good, but they have an even better keeper. And their defense. And, and who does he play for? In, he plays uh, for Inter. Inter, but <laughs> like in the World Cup. He's oh, Netherlands. Cameroonian. Netherlands. Netherlands? I believe. Uh, I believe yeah, he's he like both, but he. I yeah. believe he. Well, I know you. Don't, I know you don't have to play for the the country you're born in. You yeah. can like. I think he, he has dual citizenship with the two. Oh, but Parliament yeah, wants to say yeah. the Netherlands too, because he had a whole thing where like he something happened with him. I forget what it was. It was a big scandal that they removed him out of FIFA for a year and everything for it, and he didn't play for a while. Yeah. Wow. So he's in Cameroonian's okay. national team right okay. now. Does he have dual citizenship with the Netherlands? Or am I, I know uh, he played in the Netherlands for a while before he came to Inter. That's yeah, probably what I'm Ajax. thinking of. And, uh, oh, he was on the I- Ajax? Ajax. He, he was said on he was Ajax only on uh, Cameroon. Okay. Huh. And uh, the, the crazy thing about uh, Onana is he's played four He's played four games against AC Milan. He's, he's had four wins and four clean sheets. He's never AC Milan has never scored against him ever in four games. Talk about kryptonite, huh? That's crazy. Wow, that is that's crazy. really crazy to think about. Not one, not one, four, not one goal in four games against him. They obviously don't play often. No, because you know he's no, no 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 no. Inter Inter Milan play all the time 
Because it's only when he's starting. He's a backup. Oh, which is a crazy thing. Yeah. He's a backup. Also, Dumfries. And he has the most saves. He was playing great. Second leg, uh, I know Leal's your guy, Caden. But in the second leg, Dumfries was shutting him down. Yeah, he was. He had, like, a couple good runs, but overall, like, he was... He's continued that form since the World Cup, too. Yeah, he has. He really has. He was the reason that U.S. got knocked out. 100%. Yeah. That game against the Netherlands, he was the reason. The two assists and the goal. I mean, and... Watching watching this guy against your team is, makes you angry. I mean, he's shutting your guy, he's shutting your winger down every time. That's why I like him in that midfield position. And he I, comes and joins the yeah, attack. Yeah, he can keep coming and attack. He, he's like a wing back. He, he's like a pretty much just a yeah. midfielder. You know, I've I've never really seen Rafael Leao like get actually like you know Rafael he, he likes to do something that's called surfing. Like he likes to surf past his opponents almost, mm. and it's a it's a type of it's like a dribbling style. Gotcha. And Dumfries has. He adjusted his hips perfectly every single time while he was taking down Leao. Huh. Every single time. And it was to the point where Leao just couldn't, for the life of him, get past him. And I've never seen Leao have struggle that difficultly with, with a defender. And it's just, like, it's just Dumfries underrated. Underrated. Knowing his technique, he knows what he's exactly. doing. Locking he down. He must have studied Leao. He had to. I wouldn't be surprised, especially in a game this big. You kind of exactly. have to do all the studying you can, but also kind of like perfect your own craft. Yeah, yeah. Study gets one of the most dangerous strikers, I mean, wingers in the world. Definitely. What was like the biggest moment that stuck out to you guys so far? In biggest the biggest moment that stuck out to me so far was uh, any goal or definitely that uh, Kevin De Bruyne goal. But uh, I feel like it shouldn't have happened, and we'll get we'll get into that. Yeah, that was controversy in itself. But even Vinicius's goal that same Vinicius game before that, that actually, was, both of those were just pure class. Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna change my answer, and you just remind me of Vinicius. My favorite moment of this entire semifinal is Kyle Walker shutting down Vinicius mm. in the second leg. Okay, you they, can't go wrong with that, man. Kyle Walker as he plays a. He's a back. He's a, he's a, he's a right he's a fullback. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's a oh, fullback. Okay. And um, usually plays on the right side. Gotcha. Used but to play for Tottenham. Huh? He used to play for Tottenham. But uh, he's kind of come. He's kind of come into his own as just known as one of the best fullbacks or backers in Premier League history. And mm. right now he's having a little bit of a rough patch. Like especially in like Premier League, he's has one of the worst conversion rates. I think he's he's played against twenty wingers and he's lost eighteen. 18 of the times, which is really, really bad. One of the worst in Premier League right now. And for him to come out there and put on an absolutely show-stopping performance against Vinicius, because we know what Vinicius is. Mm-hmm. Every single time like someone's considered a very good backer, Vinicius comes and plays them, and they're no longer considered a good backer. Like that's It's a known fact. He does that to everyone. He did it to Reese James. So He's, he took his opportunity. Exactly. And Kyle Walker said, nah. He said, nah, not today, bruh. And <laughs> shut him down. On the biggest stage, too. And on the biggest, biggest stage. Legit the biggest stage. And I would say, for me, what really grabbed my attention the most was... I, don't, I would honestly say just the Bayern and Man City draw on the whole. Because yeah. I think that's when Man City finally like realized, like, all right, we can, we can do this. Because mm-hmm. when you have, like... Recent years, Bayern hasn't done the best in Champions League, and they haven't lived up to, like, what Bayern is. Um, but still, it's it's Bayern Munich. They still have players like exactly. Alfonso Davies, um, Joshua Kimmich, Leroy um, Sané, Leroy Sané, Sadio Mane. You know, mm-hmm. like Thomas Muller. The list goes on and on. Then um, Man City just come in their first the first game, just dominate them three nothing, 
and right off the gate. And seeing that, that's what I was like, all right, Man City is like, they're serious. They're this is when, yeah. like, this is where they get over that hump that we were talking about earlier, and they, like, finally exercise those demons. And I think this is when they really, like, showed everyone, like, we're coming for it this year, you know? They executed. And, yeah, and, like, looking back at that first they do, like I said, they won 3 nothing, but I easily think they could have won, like, 6 nothing yeah. without a couple, like, world-class saves or just missed opportunities because they were just all over them. And that's just not something you really, like, see yeah. in mm -hmm. the, from a team like Bayern, you know? Um, so I think that's where it just set the tone. You know, I wish I wish Baron would use uh, Jamal Musiala a lot more, just because of what he was able to do in the World Cup. He's special, man. It's just his ball control He's is special. unlike anyone else in the entire world. Like his touch is insane. I, I've never seen a guy, you know, not I've never seen a guy that's not messy dribble through five guys with the ball inches away from the inches away from his toes. It's it's crazy. He's running at full speed, keeping like just tapping the ball. Never. He's young too. He's very young. Yeah, he's, he's young. Younger. He's like twenty-one. Yeah, I hope they don't. I hope they don't spoil him, man. Yeah, yeah. He needs to get more playing time. Because the only way to get better is to play. But yeah, I think I think a lot, everything that's happened has set us up for a treat. It really has with this yeah. with this tournament and a whole. And it's it's been kind of cool to see like the two paths between like Man City and Inter Milan, just like seeing the competition they face. Like you have Man City like. If they if they were gonna have that year that tournament that like solidified them getting over the hump, it would have been this one because they were playing top side after top side and Bayern and Real Madrid and I mean Leipzig. I mean if you if you follow soccer, you know they're no like pushover, but they're nothing to like really shout about. But they'll give you a month for their for your money. Not an elite team. Yeah, and Porto, um, Leipzig. Oh, oh, Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they still got some quality players, you know, like Christopher Mukunku and. They still got they got Timo Werner back over there. Oh, they do. Yeah, Danny oh. Olmo. They got some quality players on that team, but they just handled them eight one. Inter Inter didn't have an easy. That's, that's path humiliating. Seven nothing in the second leg. Yeah, Inter that's... didn't have an easy path either, because they they played Porto and they played Benfica. I know those are two Portuguese teams, but still, those are pretty good. Yeah, teams. people people underestimate Porto <laughs> yeah. as a whole, and I, mm -hmm. I feel like one of the greatest Champions League moments is. I'm sure we're going to get into Jose Mourinho later on the episode, but Jose Mourinho won Champions League with Porto. Yeah. That is the, to me, that is the greatest. greatest Champions League achievement ever. Like, he won Champions League with Porto, a Portuguese team. Like, is that's that, crazy. Is that, like, unheard of? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Never, never yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shit. And so. Historically, Porto is one of the better sides domestically exactly. and most historical. Like they're the Real Madrid of Portuguese, Portugal yeah. in a way. Gotcha. Want to look at it like so that. they're like the they're but like the best. In yeah. The they, as yeah. far as like a European level, they've just never really been able to keep up. Gotcha. But I mean, yeah, you have a point. I mean, out of all their um, draws so far, Porto gave them their toughest one. You know, and like I was saying, like I was saying earlier in that first leg, arguably, internally got by because. Tiago got that red card in the 74th minute then about 11 12 minutes later Lukaku gets that rebound to go up one nothing and that ends up deciding the draw Moment, momentum shifter yeah and yeah. I mean then the second leg it was just a nil-nil draw like Inter just did what they had to do kind of shut down bus. defensively yeah, I think that's the main staple right there in their like campaign this year they just shut down. They just shut shut down every team that came out yeah I mean even in the one game where they didn't really shut down if you want to say is the second leg against Benfica when it was 3-3 but 
they showed that they're still able to keep up if something yeah. breaks in their defense, you know, mm. and they let some goals pass. I think they, okay. they still have a fast team. Even yeah. though they're pretty defensive, they can still get up field as quick as any other team. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I feel like they're, like, after going through some of these scores and stuff, like, Brady has all these uh, matches pulled up here. It seems like they get in the lead, and then they'll focal, their focal point will be like, all right, mm-hmm. let's just lock everything down in the backfield. Yeah. And just they're not gonna they're not gonna win. So yeah, you know? and I, I think that sets this up for more of a treat too with the final because you have Man City who's all this like talent and flair and spectacular stuff, and mm-hmm. you have Inter who's more of just like a technical fundamental team. Exactly. And, will beat you yeah. with the right things to do. Italian football. Yeah, that is ideal Italian football. And that's what uh, Pep said yesterday. He came out and was saying, like, ideally it's not a gift playing an Italian side mm. in a yeah. Champions League final yeah. it's a, yeah, because Italian. of their way of playing. Italian, it's not, Inter is no cakewalk here. No, I mean, some people think Man City's going to roll it's over. It's crazy. Them, they're it's like, not a cakewalk. They're like mine. I think the opening line was like minus 570. Yeah. So Man who's City the win. defensive Inter. Team enters the defensive mm-hmm. team, and the Man City's Man City offense is yeah. I mean, they've still conceded the least amount of goals, and only five throughout the entire tournament, which is crazy once you look at it. Like, oh, they played Real, they played Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, with those three teams, they gave up a combined three goals, you know? That says something itself, and, too, about still, their defense. As far as, like, all the other, like, defensive categories, as far as, like, tackles and balls recovered and saves and all that type of stuff, enters just first in all of them. Okay, that's also kind of a yeah. big deal. I would, I definitely would say. And there's two legs to the final. Just correct? one. There's, there's just one, one, game. And that's, one game. And I was gonna touch on this too. That's what almost. I'm like, if it really comes down to it, we can make our picks later. But I would probably say Man City's gonna take it. But enters. They have a they have a dog. In the and with it being just a one and done game rather yeah. than a that, se- like a first and second leg, I I wouldn't count them out. To me, like. Again, I'm not very well versed in international soccer. So much rowdies. Um, but from what I'm like, from what I've seen so far, like I think the scarier team is Man City because they do have again Holland, and he can just score yeah. four goals in this game. Yeah, it's over. Even Jack Grealish. Even if you take Holland off that team, I yeah. think Man City yeah. is still in this game. Hundred percent. But like yeah. they just have that extra. Yeah. You know, set piece. Yeah, like 100%. I feel like they have an card. edge on that front. But like I said, Inter's defense yeah. is stout. It's yeah. stellar. But, I mean, going back to what we're, what I was talking about earlier, you know, what really matters most, at least to me, you know, midfield is such a big part of the game. And midfield is where you win games. Mm-hmm. And if you just compare the two midfields, you got Kevin De Bruyne, you know. Uh, Ilke Gundogan. Uh, yeah, Ilke Rodri. Gundogan. Rodri. Like, this is a world-class, probably one of the best, if not the best, midfield in the world. No, no, no. Man City. Man City is okay. And, you know, you see guys, especially Gundogan, he's a, he's a shooter. He, he, can shoot from, he can shoot from deep. He's a team leader. And you guys got, like, you guys got, you got guys like uh, Kevin De Bruyne who can absolutely, he can put the ball through the net and he can assist like crazy. Probably yeah, the he's, best pass. He, uh, he's he's leading the tournament in assists yeah, right now with 12. And he, uh, 12 assists. Yeah, he actually needs... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Seven assists. Yeah, seven Holland assists. has 12 goals. Damn. De Bruyne has seven assists, but the tournament record's nine. Yeah, by so he can, yeah, he can get two or three assists this game. Who knows? He can either tie or break the record, which would be crazy. And that's something that I feel like is going to be really overshadowed too. Like when it's all said and done, if that were to happen. And but. if Holland gets four goals tonight, he will break the UCL, <laughs> yeah. the Champions League uh, goal goal record by Ronaldo. That's crazy. The, like, but I, I feel like the assist record, you can't sleep on that, man. No. Like, that's so crucial to no. any offense is yeah. having someone that can set up those plays for you. 
and deliver an accurate ball, like especially to the playmakers, the big guys. Yeah, and it's it's not unheard of or completely out of the water that he gets two assists. Yeah, he can at least tie the record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? De Bruyne, De Bruyne yeah. is it's a world class player. But like, no, I'm I'm excited. I think before the episode ends, we should definitely not only give our predictions of the winner of this game, but maybe even a score prediction. Too. I also want to say, like, formation see how far wise, how do you guys think? These two coaches are, are going to prepare their teams in formation. Well, Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola is the cool thing about the crazy thing about Pep Guardiola is, you know, you, you speak of guys like Carlo Ancelotti, you know, uh, Jose Mourinho, Arsene Winger, you know, and then you have guys like Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola stands out over every coach to ever coach ever, and you know, you see that from where wherever he coaches, wherever league he coaches, he not only changes the football how football is played currently, but how it will be played forever in that entire league. Like every single league he touches immediately, immediately revolutionizes it. He did it he's already done it with the Premier League. So pretty much his like playbook or his, his influence. Like, it, it's just in general influence. It's just his scripture. His, his tactics are just insane. Second to none. Mm. No one will be better. How long has he been a manager or a head coach? A while, bro. He was he coached uh, Messi with Barca and Javi. Damn. Yeah. He coached the super team of Barca. So out of out of these head coaches or managers, I don't know what they're considered managers. Managers. Out of these managers, which has more experience? Oh, definitely Pep. Yeah. Yeah. You think that's gonna play a factor in this game? Like Zoggy's smart, bro. Zoggy is is no. He's no slouch. He's he started his coaching career with Lazio, and he was coached for about five to six seasons. Uh, Had a really good record too, and I mean. I don't know too much about Lazio's history, um, but I mean, recently it's they've sort of been overshadowed by like the likes of AC Milan. They've been doing good though. Yeah, they've been doing Juventus. But as far as like the last two to three years, they've really like started to make themselves known Mm. to these other Italian teams because of his coaching and his tactics. So he put him on the map in a sense. Yeah, or back on the map. Back on the map. But you can't you can't skip out on guys like Sergio Milinkovic-Savic. Sorry Mm. to interrupt the formation question. I know Mm. you were probably looking up the formations. Yeah, and they they both have. I mean, throughout the tournament, at least they both ran very similar formations. um, As far as just what's on the formation, the numbers wise. But Man City, I mean, obviously they just play a little bit more attack heavy. They have their fullback sort of join the attack a little bit more, while Inter has their set back. But they both have that three at the back formation, um, which is very stout and hard to break through. And that's going to be, it's, I think that's going to be the biggest thing to look at w- with this game is how Holland does against that back line of three. Yeah. Okay. Um, who's 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 I, on I Holland? Who's on Holland? I was looking at this who, earlier. Um, who, I forget how to pronounce his name. Who who would you put on him, like especially like not out of the entire world or on Inter? No, no, on Inter. Like I'm talking like realistic scenario. Maybe it's one one. Holland's making a run. Who, who's who's on him? Um, I don't know if you put a Shabit on him, bro. I think I think that's who they're gonna be put on him. That's what all the that's what all the previews are saying at least. Um, okay. But the thing and it ha- that's his story is just really cool. Um, I never knew much about him until reading up on these previews, but apparently he's a 35-year-old. He's been around a while, very wow. like experienced. But um, I believe in 2016 or it was in 2014, 2016, he um, fi- fully recovered from cancer and chemotherapy and like had to return crap. back to the oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, now he's playing in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah. So like no one ever really thought that he'd be like the middle center back of a Champions League final team. So like <laughs> it's been a pretty like cool story. So that's gonna be. I think that's who they're gonna put on him. 
and he's he's been living up to to his role, you know. Mm. I, I feel like if you, know, you see a lot of teams that can shut down Holland, and you know, especially like Real Madrid was shutting them down, and I saw the tactic that you know Ancelotti was using was not only to get the bigger body on Holland one v one, but whenever Holland has the ball, kind of box him in, mm. and that is just the best strategy to do with Holland because when there's nowhere for him to kind of slip out of, then you don't really see that Holland magic that you know he can produce, you know what I mean? Like, he's not as explosive when you have more bodies on I notice, like, when, if, I forget this, what game this was, I think it was the first leg, it was like the second half against, um, Real Madrid. Real Madrid, Real Madrid maybe, yes. And, like, he was, like, making a run. He's, it's like one-on-one. Defenders on him. Yeah, yeah, and he just kept squared up with him, kept his back to the to the goal, but he was like, you know, pressuring him and he just fumbled like the yeah. ball. And it it just, it's mostly because, you know, talking about the fit, big physical body, you know, yeah. Rudiger, he was the, to me, he's the only, like, especially watching him play and, you know, that, uh, that semifinal. And I don't know why they, I think that's the big crucial part of why they lost as well in the second one is they did not start Rudiger in the second leg for some weird reason, I don't know why. But uh, he was a predominant factor in that first leg. He mm-hmm. shut down Holland all game. So they went up 2-0 in the first 10 minutes of the first game, right? Yeah. Against Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, I wait, thought it was over wait, after that. Wait. Like after the mm-hmm. sec. No, that's, that's not. The, that, that's the Inter and Milan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, oh, they, yeah. You're, you're right about them going up 2-0, but it's just mm-hmm. the time. It's like I think it was like the first 30 minutes or yeah, so. Yeah, oh. that was in the second. You, you're talking about uh, the first game was 1-1. Remember De Bruyne had that sniper? Okay, okay. Yeah, then, yeah no, I'm still learning. I apologize. Oh, no, you're <laughs> fine, man. I was the same way when I got into this, too. And, but uh, the second the second leg is when Silva had the brace within yeah. the first 37 minutes. We, we didn't watch that game. Okay, so I'm thinking of the other game. Yeah. Though. Okay. But no, still, though, like, I was, I remember watching Holland, and especially in the semifinals, he was kind of, I remember talking to Caden, because we watched both games, and, like, it was a little lackluster. It was. Uh, especially him, like the team performed well, but like I just got worried about like does he? You know, this is his first season, and he is a dog. Yeah. But I just wanna, I just wanna see him perform under pressure like that. You know what I'm saying? Because like he has all the attributes. Yeah. I mean, because this is like the biggest stage. This right? will be his yeah. first time his, on this biggest his, stage. Yeah. yeah. If he could score, like, and just. They break one off. Man. I mean, he already has. He's he's the no no. One he, he, I'm not taking right anything. He's been nothing but yeah. impressive. But like in those in like the semifinals, which are kind of the biggest exactly. games at the time but for yeah. him. And yeah. you still have to look, especially with the final. You still have to look at it like everything aside from what's happened the rest of the tournament. Like, I just want to be objective. That doesn't about matter. Him, you know, like, for everything else has, has happened in this tournament doesn't matter. It's about this game right here, right now. Like if you exactly. have Two twenty, teams. if you have twenty five goals and just shatter the record every in all the tournament leading up to this, mm-hmm. but you don't have anything in the final I mean it all depends on how you look at it exactly you'll be remembered and like that's your legacy like, oh yeah like yeah. you shattered the record but you in the final you couldn't get it done the exactly. clutch factor yeah. wasn't there you like and if you know the team wins like without him having to do like much which they've clearly done mm-hmm. like through the semifinals at least and he's obviously dogging it out with the 12 goals throughout this thing but like I just think that it'll kind of show that you know maybe he isn't yeah he shouldn't maybe be the focal point yet you know, because he's still very young, bro. Yeah, he's he still is. very young. He is. He has a lot of career ahead of him. A lot of yeah. football ahead of him. I mean, well, he's only, what, like, uh, 24? Yeah, he's yeah. like 24, bro. I mean, Something like that. He's, got, he's going to be one of the best in the world. I mean, you see, he has it. He already he, is. I, I think he should win Ballon d'Or. He should. If he doesn't, it's a fucking hoax. 
And that that alone just proves, you know, he already has greatness. But like, I would just like when you're able to do what Messi did, you know, mm-hmm. and win win the World Cup, you know, and just be clutch. Mm-hmm. There's an yeah. other element to that that kind of like makes you even like greater in everyone's eyes. I, I guess, I but it does, I'm not trying to take away anything he's done on the pitch. Like he's he's a fantastic. Player. I think we should leave our Ballon d'Or uh, pick for after mm. the finals, gentlemen. Okay, well, I mean, even who else would compare? I can't yeah, Messi, like, it's Messi and Holland, I think. In the, in nah, the, I think it's Messi, Mbappe, even, and Holland. Even without yeah. the final, say that goes terrible and they lose, he doesn't score. Like he still what has like. If they win the final though, if they win the final though, that means much more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, honestly, I think De Bruyne will be top five. In, Do in you think? Like I, I know this is kind of straying off topic a little bit, but I was thinking to myself, like, would Holland ever leave for like a bag? I don't. Uh, everyone, everyone will leave for a bag. It's, everyone will leave for a bag. It's hard. And I didn't know this till recently, though. But I always thought, like, eventually, I thought he was gonna go to Real Madrid. I think, really? I think eventually, what's gonna happen is him and Jude Bellingham are gonna link back up at Real Madrid. Mm. Um, former teammates at Dortmund, Jude Bellingham's and, and himself, just a wonder kid, a generation. Same age, kind of. A little or, bit younger. Oh, he's, oh he's a midfielder. He's, he's an sure. absolute. East man. He was insane. Um, and who does he play for now? Dortmund. Dortmund, which is okay. my my favorite uh, my favorite side in Germany. We got a Dortmund chap here. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need Crazy to wear, fan. Diversity. I need to wear my kid over next time. But, yes, please. Um, crap. Where was I? Sorry. Yeah, uh, no, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> oh, going to Real Madrid. Yeah. So I think that was. I think that will happen one day. But I didn't know this. His dad has a lot of ties with Man City, and his dad played with Man City as well in the past. I don't so, think he leaves, honestly. That's I, don't, I, I think that might leaves. also play he a might. part in the and if he, Especially if he brings uh, UCL title to Man City. Yeah. And, like, I get a big the legacy, especially, like, yeah, spe- the legacy that he'll leave and, like, being his with his dad playing there, too, I don't think he'll leave. But yeah, I also wouldn't be surprised to see him go to Real Madrid. See, I, I didn't know his father used to yeah, play for them. Yeah, I don't play for Man City. That's, I don't, I, at that point, I think... There's there's gonna be nothing better for him out there. Like as a yeah. person, you know what I'm saying? You Except to, for the money. You but know? everyone, the money, no matter like, what, I don't think that will replace like yeah. being able to mm-hmm. follow in your dad's footsteps as yeah. a professional athlete. No. I feel like that's a pretty yeah. unique experience. But I mean, you see crazy offers being thrown out all the time, and especially with the new Saudi league, like you don't know what offers gonna be thrown out. That's like, just insane. Like anyone, and I'm talking anyone. That's no like live golf, happens, bro. I was pit, like yeah. honestly, I, sorry to anyone will leave for the bag. Doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much what Ronaldo did. Exactly, and, and I'm blaming him. Messi he's was offering the same shit. If exactly. not more. What was Messi offered? Right. Messi's Some offered four, search. No, he's offered four hundred million a year for one year of work. Four hundred million dollars. That's what I saw. Like that's insane. It's all that oil money. Yes, sir. That's all that loyalty money, bro. Jesus. But um, as far as what else has happened, I mean, especially through the semifinals. Do you guys want to maybe break out your favorite performance or like maybe the player that stood out to you the most? Not just, you know, a shot or a goal, but like who's been consistent? I guess out of these two teams, who's been the most consistent player? Obviously, since these are the only two left in the tournament, but, you know, out of these two teams that are going to be Kevin facing DeBron. off. Kevin yeah. DeBorner? Yes. Took the words out of my mouth, man. It's, it's hard to compete, too. Um, what he's done? Yeah. And, and especially just like you touched on consistency, too. And he's just done this not only throughout the entire Champions League tournament, but the entire Premier League season as well. Mm. It's just it's it every every time he's on the pitch, it's just world class and just pure like, talent. Joe, he's also up there for um, 
for, it, for, for Ballon d'Or. It's obviously way more impressive to see a player, like, translate what he's been doing in, like, Premier League to the Champions League. I know it's a lot of soccer being played, but, like, it's. I feel like that's a lot more impressive than just... I mean, obviously, if you emerge, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, you're changing your life forever. But, like, if you're able to do that throughout the whole... The whole year, I guess you can say, pretty much. I mean, I it's like a good nine months of yeah. soccer, pretty much. That's um, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm also going to agree and say Kevin De Bruyne. I think y'all hit that on the head. He, he, has, he has seven goals and 16 assists in Premier League this year. Wow. That's crazy. 16 assists? Yeah. yeah. And another seven in the Champions League. And I think seven he has goals. A, I think he has seven goals, too. He has seven goals for, for Premier League, and he has two goals for Champions League. Yeah, so. But for Inter, how about I say... The goalie, Onana. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I was that's about to say, best player. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, what about Onana? Lautaro needs to pick it up, bro. Because you know, either way, a World yeah, Cup... He, he scored a goal last game. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, it, was, it wasn't nothing it was like... It, it, was, it was good attacking position, but it wasn't nothing crazy. Yeah. It was more so the pass that made the goal. But the hype in the, in the stadium. Yeah. That, yeah. that, lifted, your, that lifted your team's spirits. Just watching, like, sadly, it's n- nowhere near the experience, but the crowds at these games, oh, y'all. Yeah. Fucking and that's, wild. I love San football, bro. And that's, like, and that's another thing that I've always missed out on, not having people to talk soccer with, is, like, not having other people understand the magnitude of yes. crowds at yes. soccer games. It's and, and just nothing, nothing else games. is like it. Think of, like, and I tell them, like, think of, I guess, the biggest NFL game, or maybe, like, the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium, yes. and magnify that by, like, ten times. And that's every single game. That's like, every single game. Not even, like people can't even get inside the stadium. They don't have tickets. They're just outside tailgating on, in Rome and, and fucking Paris. And, and it's like you want you really think about Roma. like Roma. this is this is their NFL, but it times a hundred because yeah. like they've never really had. They have all these other professional sports now over there, but it's been soccer since exactly. it's in their day heritage one. since day one. You know, and like day they one. live and die this shit. Like you, you think like. Those people that are dressed up in like the Raiders crowd with like yeah. the helmet and all the paint are like one thing. Like you've seen Dude. nothing with that. Some people like there. A lot of people, especially if you watch. I mean, the Wrexham documentary on Hulu. We were just talking about mm-hmm. it before um, the podcast. Like you get to see like the cultural side of what soccer means to so many people over there, and it's it's so like meaningful and it's like literally their life. It's, it's, I, it's their life. It's they the love like, where their life is football. It's and it's fucking point, awesome. It's to the point where I don't even look at soccer or football as a sport no. anymore. I look at it as a religion. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's literally to that magnitude. It's a lifestyle, man. And it's exactly. a beautiful thing. Too. It is. It really is beautiful. It's ever since like it first hit me like the magnitude of what it's like over there. Yeah. How they, from everything as far as how they hold it, how they view it, what it exactly. means to them. The type of like environment it is, the type of energy, like I, it's, it's been on my bucket list since then to like go yeah. over there and just go from ground to ground yes. and just watch a football mm-hmm. game. Dude, we all need to go over there someday Dude. and do some live fucking and, podcasts. And somewhere. one of the best places to go is the Signali Duna Park, which is where Dortmund plays, and mm. the yellow wall, dude, and yeah. seeing that, like I don't think anything would really top yeah, that. Yeah, no, we gotta it's, go. We're going to San Siro. Dude, even that, dude, seeing them in Milan Derby at the yes, San Siro, yeah. like, or would, just going to the camp now, or like the Santiago Ooh, Bernabeu, oh my God. or... Santiago, Santiago, Santiago It's a one-of-one one thing. Literally, one-of-one yeah. one thing. Like, that's something that you put, you take out of your life savings to go see, dude. Oh, 100%. Going to LA. <laughs> <laughs> Where LA. is that exactly? That's uh, St. Pete. Downtown yeah, yeah, St. I know Pete. it's in St. Pete. Right by Van Noy Park. Um... And the pier, St. Pete Pier. Okay, I'm it's literally with the pier. It's like, 
if you're if you're walking back to the land from the pier, just keep walking, kind of veer left. Where is it in conjunction to the trap? Uh, other side of St. Pete. Okay. Other yeah, it's 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 you right it's it's right behind the Salvador Valley Museum. Okay, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's right and it's such, it's such a chill vibe, bro. We're excited because hopefully you're gonna be able to go to us. Yeah, I'm going down, down next game, bro. I saw the Nets home games at 27. Yes, yes sir. So. and I think who are we playing? Uh, I forget, but next uh, tomorrow actually we're playing Rio Grande Valley, and you are more welcome to watch with us tomorrow. Oh yeah, I'll be working unfortunately. What time's the games at? 7:30. Ooh. I'm at the off in time. If you want, bro, you can still make it over if you want to sure. come watch at least the second Have you guys half. heard of that new uh, Grayson's sports bar that's opened up off of Marcus and Lava? Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that. I've been wanting to try to go there, too. What? What you, what you laughing about? Oh. Hey, man. It's still okay. local. We can go watch the game there. Oh, yeah. Anything. They, should, they, should de- they definitely have uh, it on. Yeah, it's it's on definitely have it on. ESPN Plus, I think. Oh, it is? Yeah. No, like, they have it on the local... Like, there's a Tampa Bay broadcasting channel that's really bad in quality, but you can still watch the game. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know when it's stuck there and watching on my phone. No. Yeah. But no, I've been wanting to check that place out. We can definitely try that, bro. I mean, even if, even if that's we That's more don't, so like an NFL thing, though. NFL or some USFL, but Ugh. varying back into um, sure. what what we, I guess, kind of expect for the for the final. Let's do a little preview on I mean, what you guys are predicting. Out of certain players and each team, if you want, what are you guys' predictions? Um, my my prediction is just another standout. Uh, it's gonna stand out performance for Bernardo Silva and Ilka Gundogan. I think it's gonna be the actual deciding factor. And you you saw even before Erling Haaland, the big goal scorer was always Sergio Aguero and Ek Gundogan for for Man City. Though they were you know the two most school, uh, skilled goal scorers on the team, and. You know, with Holland kind of on this little slump after that you know, mm-hmm. semifinals, I think EK will be a, a very good, a reliable option every single time you give him the ball. And I, I really do think that midfield will run this game. Not not, not to slight uh, Jack Relish, and I think they should put in either uh, Ryan Murez or um, uh, Phil Foden just to yeah, have the speed off the sides. It was Jack Relish and Phil Foden. So it was just two Englishmen, two fa- very fast Englishmen to get the best the player on on each side. Who do you, who do you think is going to perform the best this game? Um, for Man City, I think it'll be Gundogan will be the best, and for Inter, I think the best will be uh, I think it'll be Onana. Okay, mm-hmm. keeper. I'm gonna say Kevin De Bruyne will perform the best on Man City, and for Inter, I think I'm also gonna go Onana. But how about yourself, Brandon? What are what are what are your predictions on I guess performances? Yeah, I, uh, as far as best player from each each side, uh, it's hard not to go with Holland, just being such a fan of yes. him for so long. Yes. But I am gonna stick with the with the De Bruyne pick that's been consistent, and like we were saying, consistency has been his biggest thing. So I think he carries it on into the final too. Um, with Inter, I think it's actually gonna be Denzel Dumfries. Um, he's he's. Staying on the consistent way, like he's been consistent too yeah. all season, going back to the World Cup, um, and wow. he just he just doesn't stop terrorizing teams, you know, whether it's on defense or joining the attack um, from behind and just whipping crosses into the box, whether it's in the air or low crosses on the ground and just finding the boot of someone, whether it's going to be Lukaku or Lutaro Martinez, but and the defensive awareness on him is yeah, crazy as well. Yeah, it is, and he's just an athletic freak, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see how he impact, impacts the game. 
I think Man City's still going to pull through. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. The, the main difference in their formations is just really the midfield. They still set up the same way with that three in the back like we were talking about, but they're sort of, Inter's more condensed in the midfield rather than Man City's more just, they have two on the right and left, then they're more so attack heavy with um, attacking midfielders on the left and right plus wingers, yeah. then hauling down the middle. So that's going to be the best thing to watch to see how they sort of come back with each other. But I just think they're going to be too much for Inter at the end of the day. Um, Prediction-wise, I think Man City wins 2-0. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I think Inter comes out quick and they have a chance off the bat and I think it's going to be down to whether or not they can equalize or capitalize on that chance mm-hmm. and it's going to like set the tone for the rest of the game. But I like that. I, like I, think, that. I think Man City will pull away with it. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, if they're not as good offensively like Inter, like mm-hmm. they're they're going to have to, well I'm talking about Inter, but if they're going to score, it's going to be in the first half mm-hmm. and like they're going to have to win that first half, first half to like win this game, I think. Yeah, but my prediction is I think Holland's going to be the best player of this game. Period. I think he's going to redeem himself just because of like what Kane just showed me on, like on YouTube. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can't go wrong with that, man. I know Inter has like a stout defense we've been talking about, but I just think like he, Holland's supporting cast on the offensive side is just going to put him in the best spot. He's going to get a, a world class goal, mm-hmm. and he's going to be remembered as you know a young. King right now. So I like the sound of that, man. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I think it could happen. He's showed that he can do such things. So I, I'm excited for this. I'm definitely going to be watching this. I'm, I'm hyped. My I'm, prediction here I'm going to go 2 1 Man City. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 3 2 Man City. Okay. I'm going to go 2 1 because, like you said, Inter is probably going to score in the first half. I think Man City will also score in the first half. But then I feel like. Man City's just got so many sub. They have so many options that they're just gonna overwhelm Inter. Yeah. Score a goal in the second half. Finish the game. I I, I do think it'll be a two one by Man City, but I I do feel like it'll be a, a quick two up by Man City going into the, the second half. And Inter just chasing the game. And, and Inter's just chasing the game, and you know maybe whoever it is, Dumfries, Eden Dzeko gets another cross into the back of the net, and just you know probably another unblockable goal that Ederson can't get to, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Finals will be a wrap. Y'all pretty much said much. Um, who do you have getting that game one and goal for Man City, man? I'm going to say Erling Holland. Yeah, Erling Holland. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, the script. Yes, sir. He, he's, that, he's that queen piece on the board for them, bro. I mean, he's, he's so, he, can, he can do it all. He really can do it all. I mean, we've seen it. He just has to execute it mm-hmm. in these, like, clutch moments. And I think he can. I think he's gonna walk out on that pitch. It's gonna be fucking crazy. The energy, the vibe. Yeah. The whole thing's gonna be packed. Playing in Istanbul. Yeah, it's in Istanbul. It's <laughs> in Turkey. Oh, that's good. They're, yeah. just, they're chilling, bro. They're gonna have a great time. And I think he's just gonna realize he's gonna walk out there and be like, "I'm, I'm fucking him." Yeah, I'm handy. You know, maybe he, maybe he goes insane. Uh, I say it's bro. a header from Holland, though. Mm. Just strong header. I'm saying, what do they get out of the box? Long from my sniper. No, I think it's gonna be. I said three two, and I think it's gonna be like a nice crosser to Holland, and he's gonna just one touch it in, and it's yeah. it's game, and it's gonna be like in the seventy eighth or eightieth minute. I've seen it plenty of times this year already. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I, we're gonna see it. I think again. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I think, I think De Bruyne ends up getting both assists, and mm. my two 0 prediction ties the record. And ah. I think I think one of those goals is gonna go to Cancelo. There, yeah. one of the other fullback that Wait, plays on the other Can- side of. Cancelo doesn't play for them. He does. Mike plays for Baron. Yeah, he plays for Baron. He, he plays on loan. 
Oh, that's right. He did go on loan. I'm thinking of. I saw his goal against. You talking about Raheem Morris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw I saw Cancelo's goal against Man City when I was watching the highlights earlier. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking of. But, but yeah, I know they can't I wait think, for Cancelo. To I come think back. Riyad Mahrez kind of like uh, emerges from the dust. Not like saying that no one's like been talking about him. He hasn't done anything this tournament, but like he gets a goal. In the it's easy. Run. It's easy to overlook him when you have names like De Bruyne and Holland and Foden. So do you think they say Grealish? Yeah, I think I think they sit, I think I think they sit Grealish, and if anything, bring him off the bench. Then Riyad gets a goal in the first half. Like I said, De Bruyne assists on both of them. Then Holland will get that second one. Mm. Well, it's gonna be really cool if actually one of these like turns out. We're taking a couple hot takes, but yeah, a couple hot takes, but that's okay. That's okay. So in general, it's a full sweep of Man City. I think Man City's gonna win this, but I I do think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be. I'm not surprised. I don't think it'll be like one of those like slow tug award type of things. I think it's gonna be like a kind of fast think, pace. I do think Zaghi will you know pull something out of the pocket, but when uh, when you're facing a manager like Pep Guardiola, <clears throat> it just it just comes down to the point where you really you can pull all the trickery you want. He's gonna he's gonna figure out what you're doing. And shut um, it yeah, out. and I feel like Pep Guardiola. I mean, I think obviously Man City has the more talented side. Yeah. So Pep Guardiola, he's a great coach, but. He's also working with a really good team, so... Do you think this... I feel like the credit Nzagi gets is going to be pretty pretty good yeah. Good either way. Hmm. Do you guys feel like if Pep gets this, it solidifies him as a GOAT? I think so, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. I mean, he's led a great campaign with Man City this year. Yeah. But also, you know, Jose Mourinho is still coaching, and he's still winning European yeah, finals. Yeah, if he wins that Europa League final, huh? That's what I'm saying. Like, then, he's it still winning your, then it gets closer. Exactly. Like, yeah. who's, you know, who's if they both one? win, then I think it's undisputed. And that also know, puts Roma know. in a Champions League Yeah, I'd say that puts year. him in next year. Then we have a Roma-Man City year. final again. Then we have the real battle for the GOAT. You have a That's Mourinho the Super Cup, Pep. isn't it? If, oh, yeah, they will play in the Super Cup, yeah. yeah. So that would be crazy. Maybe that is the... Yeah, the, I guess the, the deciding factor on who will be the GOAT. Damn, that's, that's going to be a massive game. But I feel like the Super Cup just doesn't really, like... It turns no, out. It didn't really like mean it, much. It's not really, like, exactly. that means much. Yeah. That's one thing I will it's say. Not, like, it's not a full tournament. Yeah, it'd be it's cooler if, like, next year they end up meeting each other in the final of the yeah, Champions yeah. League. Roma yeah. versus Man City, and then and what if they like the battle of the GOATs. Do the Super Cup there at that Ooh. same time. Okay, we're getting a little... We don't know what teams are going to report next year. But... Hey, you never know. But um, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on so far that you guys have seen? Any shout-outs you wanted to give to some of the players or yeah, teams that showed out? Uh, shout-out to J.J. Williams. <laughs> the Rowdies. <laughs> Definitely shout-out to J.J. Williams, though. But, I mean, I'm just going to say this. If the Rowdies were in this, it's all theirs. They're taking Locking it home. home. Exactly. <laughs> I think Lasso's taking on Holland. Oh, dude, Lasso's taking on Holland. Of course, Lasso's taking on Holland. Bro, he's bodying him, bro. <laughs> Six foot five? Come on now, he's bodying <laughs> All right. He'll just, he'll just keep heading the ball, and it's just for no reason. Nah, that'll be like 100 to zero. <laughs> hey, man. Hey. <laughs> Someone's so at least. Um. But we really appreciate everyone for tuning into this uh, semifinal Champions League review slash analysis, and we will have the final, the Champions League final episode probably the day after the game. I mean, I'm sure we'll all be watching yeah. it together. So just stay tuned for that, and we really appreciate everyone for tuning into this episode. Thank you, everyone out there. Uh, anything you guys wanted to say? Peace. Peace. Goal. Yeah.